Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening to podcast number 39. Today we're going to talk about something just a little different, and that is why you should spay your rabbit or rodent. We talk a lot about birds, and I do see a lot of birds in my practice, but I also see quite a few rabbits and rodents. In fact, I would say that in the past 25 years, I've seen the greatest increase in the number of rabbits being kept as pets than any other type of pet I see, and I do see all kinds of animals uh, in my practice. But rabbits are very, very popular, and rodents, um, particularly guinea pigs, are also very, very popular. So it is something that you should know about, or this whether or not to spay or neuter your rabbit or rodent if you're going to have these kinds of animals as pets. Um, rabbits can make phenomenal pets, but they do reproduce quite quickly um, if you have a male and a female together. And the same is true for rodents. And when I talk about rodents, I mean you know guinea pigs, chinchillas, pet rats, and and they do make great pets. Rats do. Not a lot of people realize that, but they're incredibly intelligent, very affectionate, and very, very clean animals, despite their bad stereotype. Um, pet mice uh, are another thing we see. Dagoos, which are um, sort of, uh, I don't know, like a big... Um, I guess like a big gerbil <laughs> to compare to. Uh, so pet gerbils and hamsters, um, those are those are rodents as well. These are all animals that people will commonly keep as pets. Um, and if you're going to have them, you need to know that all of these animals reproduce really, really, really quickly if you keep males and females together. So you know if you're going to keep one of these animals um, as a pair, you definitely want to think about population control. You want to think about keeping, um, you know, if you're going to have males and females together, it's typically easier to neuter the male, which means basically to remove the testicles so that they can't reproduce um, if you keep males and females together, than it is to spay the female. Spaying the female involves opening up the abdomen, basically, and taking out the ovaries and often the uterus, um, doing an ovario hysterectomy, as we say. You hear about it in people that way. So you're taking away the ability to reproduce. Um, one certain situation that's different though is rabbits. So even if you're going to have a pet rabbit, 
individually, singly, without any other rabbits in the house, you do want to think about spaying her. And the reason that we talk about this is that uh, statistics show that over 70%, some people say 80%, of rabbits over age three years of age actually develop uterine cancer if they are not spayed. Um, no one totally understands why this occurs, but spaying them totally prevents the problem of cancer developing in the ovaries and the uterus, particularly in the uterus, which is where we see it commonly the most. Uh, taking out that uterus and taking out those ovaries prevents this cancer from developing because the organs are gone. Um, and basically, you want to do this any time after the rabbits are about six months old. Um, for the first six months, they need those hormones that are being produced in the ovaries and in the uterus to help their whole body develop. But after that point, uh, the hormones actually have a detrimental effect and they often uh, undergo some slow changes, particularly in the lining of their uterus, that is a gradual sort of progression from a benign type of uh, overgrowth of the lining of the uterus, it's called a hyperplasia, to a benign sort of cancer in the lining of the uterus to ultimately a malignant cancer, which can be fatal because it commonly spreads to other parts of the body like the lungs. And once it's in the lungs, and that is a very slow uh, progression. It usually takes about a year and a half, sometimes up to two years to spread throughout the body, but particularly to the lungs. Once it's in the lungs, there's really nothing we can do, and, and it is ultimately fatal, and it can spread elsewhere in the body. However, if it's confined to the uterus, even if your rabbit has started to show these changes um, and is older than five months of age, say your rabbit's two or three or four or five even, and has these uterine changes but no obvious spread elsewhere in the body, uh, if you spay her, you can take away the that cancer. You can take away the ovaries and the uterus and all the cancer's gone and the rabbit can live a normal life. It is very, very important that you talk to your veterinarian about spaying your rabbit if, you ha if you're going to have a pet rabbit. And obviously, the earlier you do it after age six months of age, usually the less complicated um, the process is, the less uh, bleeding. If there's a lot of um, changes to the lining of the uterus, it can often bleed more and make the spaying more complicated. So you want to do it while they're young. Rabbits also will deposit a lot of fat in their belly when they're older, um, and it makes it sort of harder to do the whole procedure. So you do want to do it when they're young, but I do tell people it's never too late, and I have spayed rabbits at seven, eight, nine years of age, and I think I've extended their lifespan by eliminating that possibility for uterine cancer in particular. Now, guinea pigs commonly get ovarian cysts. They don't get the same uterine type of changes, uterine cancer that we see in rabbits, um, they're rodents, but we do commonly, commonly see in them these uh, cysts on their ovaries that get very, very large. Cysts are fluid-filled. They take up a lot of space in the belly, and they can put a lot of pressure on other organs, um, and they can be very, very uncomfortable. So that's something that if your uh, veterinarian does an exam on your guinea pig and feels these cysts, and they're pretty obvious. They can feel like little teeny grapes when they're first starting, and then they get really, really large, and they can get 
get as large as softballs and, and they can occur on either or both sides of the body. Remember there are there's a uterus, single uterus and two ovaries, one on the right and one on the left. So if your um, veterinarian is feeling these cysts or if your guinea pig is uncomfortable because these cysts are there pressing on their other organs in their belly, then you want to talk to your vet about spaying your guinea pig too. They don't get that uterine cancer that rabbits get, but they have their own host of problems. So uh, in, in all of these animals, we talk about um, population control, as we said, um, neutering the males certainly um, has some benefits if it's a bunny in particular. Bunnies often will spray and sometimes neutering them takes away that sort of marking testosterone thing that they do. Um, it can take a few months even after they're neutered because they do have some hormones left in their body and, and all of that needs to calm down. But if your bunny is is spraying your house and marking his territory, neutering him can often calm him down and lessen the likelihood, and I can't say prevent, but lessen the likelihood that he's going to spray behaviorally through your house. There isn't really a medical benefit per se to neutering a bunny or neutering a rodent like a guinea pig or a chinchilla. Um, so if they're living singly in your house and they're not living with a female and you're not worried about population control and they're not spraying, then they don't necessarily have to be neutered like we recommend neutering dogs because they get a lot of prostate disease, um, they get a lot of testicular cancer. We don't see that as commonly in um, rodents and rabbits. We do occasionally see testicular cancer in them. So if you're noticing or if your veterinarian notices that your bunny, for example, or your or guinea pig's testicles, if you have a boy, um, are asymmetrical, like one is bigger than the other or, or one is very uh, firm or, you know, they're not symmetrical, not the same on both sides, then that is a reason to remove the testicle surgically and have it analyzed to make sure that there isn't cancer in there. Sometimes it can be infection. Um, it's not tremendously common in rabbits and rodents, but it does happen. But certainly if you have a female bunny, you want to definitely have her spayed. Um, if you have a guinea pig who's having ovarian problems, you want to talk to your your veterinarian about having her spayed and realize that these procedures are often more complicated than they are uh, in the routine procedures that are done in dogs and cats because these animals are often very hard to manage under anesthesia. Um, ideally, when these processes are uh, undertaken, when the surgery is undertaken, the spay procedures or neuters in, in males, um, also referred to as a castration in a male, um, when we do these procedures, we would like to have a tube down their airway so that if there's any kind of problems with their breathing during surgery, um, the veterinarian or the veterinary nurse or the veterinary technician can help breathe uh, for the animal during the procedure. They can assist their breathing. A lot of veterinary practices will put just a mask on the animal's face. And while that's fine, it's just generally not as safe as actually having a breathing tube down their trachea, down their airway, because if the animal stops breathing during surgery or isn't breathing well, having a mask is not something, you know, that will enable that veterinary technician or that veterinarian to help your animal breathe. So when you are interviewing um, veterinarians to to either spay or neuter your bunny or your rodent. Um, you do want to look for one ideally who knows how to pass a breathing tube, which is actually called intubation, passing the tube into the trachea, intubation. Um, ideally, that's what you're looking for. Um, now, um, 
we've talked about why you would do this whole process. Um, and you want to, again, find a veterinarian who has experience in doing this. How do you know if your animal, if you're a female, for example, has a problem and needs to be spayed? Um, commonly in rabbits, we will see blood-tinged urine or vaginal discharge that's bloody. It's often really hard to tell because there's sort of a reddish tinge to rabbit's urine normally from a, an iron-containing pigment um, that causes like a, a rusty, reddish, more even orangish tone to their urine, um, which can be confused with blood, but is actually just a normal pigment called porphyrins in their urine. Um, if you're really seeing blood clots or clearly fresh blood in your rabbit's urine, you do want to have that checked out. It may be a uterine problem or it could be a bladder stone. Bladder stones are also things we see in guinea pigs and chinchillas very commonly. So you definitely want to um, have those uh, signs checked out by your veterinarian and make sure that, you know, if it is a uterine problem, you want to have that animal spayed. If the animal has bladder stones, however, you know, you want to have the uh, bladder opened and you want to take out those stones before they cause a physical obstruction of the ability to urinate. Um, more significant even in the males that have them because their urethra, which is the tube that drains their bladder, is very, very narrow, narrow narrower than the female's urethra, so that if they have little stones in their bladder, they can become blocked. So any animal, uh, rabbit or rodent, who is passing bloody urine, whether it's a male or female, should definitely be checked out. And in females, the other problem, you know, beside bladder stones is often uterine disease that is often then treated with uh, spaying or removing the uterus and the ovaries at the same time. Um, if you have rats and mice or gerbils or hamsters um, and you have multiple ones living together, I mean, that's not always advisable. For example, you know, hamsters are generally solitary creatures. They don't like to live with other hamsters. They can fight. Um, but if you do happen to have uh, multiple sexes living together, you do really want to at least neuter the the, um, the male so that you can't have a million little babies all over the place. Um, all female rabbits and rodents are subject to developing something called pyometra, which means a pus-filled or infected uterus. If you do see your rabbit or your rodent passing a lot of mucousy vaginal discharge, um, if the discharge smells foul, um, if they're acting sick, if they're lethargic, they're not eating, um, those are all signs that could be a uterine infection, and that's definitely something that your veterinarian should check out, and that should be treated typically not only with antibiotics, but also typically with a spay procedure to remove that infected uterus. Get it out as soon as as possible. It's not something you want to wait on because that infection can then spread to the rest of the body in a situation called sepsis, which is potentially life-threatening. So when you get your rabbit or your rodent and you do have your pet checked out initially by your veterinarian, you want to discuss all these things. You know, when to do this, should you do this, depending upon the age of the animal, you know, if it's a male or a female, as we discussed, um, you know, when's the right time, uh, is it going to live with other uh, members of the opposite sex, um, it's, and there's a, is there a potential then for reproduction. Um, these are all things to discuss with your rabbit or rodent savvy veterinarian. Very, very important. 
Um, remember, the most important thing is if you do have a female rabbit, please, please, no matter what, have her spayed because ultimately almost all of them get uh, fatal uterine cancer, which is completely preventable if you spay them early on before the cancer starts or certainly even after the cancer starts before it spreads elsewhere. So I hope I've enlightened you a little bit today on the care of your rabbits and rodents and what to look for. Just remember when you're listening to Zoo Nation throughout these episodes, you can follow our Zooprem Facebook page where we'll have posts before every show where you can ask specific questions for me to answer on the show. For example, maybe you have a rabbit or rodent that you, you know, have some questions about and you'd like to know what to do. You'll also see some sneak peeks to episodes there. You may have missed there as well. And if you have any questions, you can contact us directly at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. This is Dr. Lori Hess, and I really want to thank you today for listening to, to Zoo Nation. And uh, we talked a little bit today about rabbits and rodents spaying. Uh, next up on our next podcast, we will be discussing all things mating. Not only how to prevent pregnancy, but how pregnancy can happen, how quickly, and um, you know what does this mean? And we can talk about about uh, birds and we can talk about small mammals and anything else you'd like to hear about. So um, please uh, listen to us again. And it is Dr. Lori Hess here and this is Zoo Nation. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Supreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. 